George Kilpatrick in space for the nation celebrating people we feel good about. 30 years of the Citizen Review Board. They've got a big celebration coming up April 2nd through the 6th. Here to talk about it are uh, two people very close to the action. Redneck Relaford is the administrator for the Citizen Review Board of the city of Syracuse. And Anthony Hurd is a community engagement specialist. As Raynette said to me, coming to a location near you. So, uh, Raynette, good to see you. 30 years ago, the Citizen Review Board was created. What is the role and the purpose of the Citizen Review Board? So the Citizen Review Board was established to allow citizens to be a part of the reviewing of grievances filed by members of the community. They wanted to make sure that there was someone else other than the police department reviewing the complaints that were being shared throughout the community about policing in the neighborhoods. So the Citizen Review Board was created to be that citizen-led partnership uh, between the community and the city to look at those grievances. So that's where we are. We are allowing people the opportunity to seek redress and understanding of police policies and procedures um, that they are concerned about, or just to, again, get a better understanding about their rights as it relates to their interactions and how we as a community can come together and continue to build trust between the community and the police department um, and be able to gain better understanding of everybody's role and creating a police force that looks more like the community for which it serves. It takes all of us. Do you think the hiring of this new position in the city of Syracuse is going to be helpful to your efforts or impede your efforts? They, because I think they they hired a I forgot what the position is called, but a uh, former uh, magistrate, uh, uh, Jawad um, Rashid, coming in to to be sort of a liaison uh, with the community. Is that going to help you think? It remains to be seen. Um, you know, when you look at a job description and what the job description says, and then what kind of happens um, in terms of the day-to-day -day operations and how the departments communicate between one another, I think that we are not clear on the the process, the roles, and how we are going to really work together um, in order to continue to have the open lines of communication, um, or which parts are we going to utilize you know, each other to continue to make the push. But um, as of right now, it kind of remains to be seen where we're going um, and what role he will be playing in continuing. It remains to be seen as to how the departments are going to work together and what roles each one is to, play to push the needle. Okay. So Anthony is a uh, new on your team. Uh, what's Anthony's, well, Anthony, what is your role? And uh, introduce yourself to the community. Who are you, brother? <laughs> My name is Anthony Hurd. And like you said before, I'm the new community engagement specialist with the Citizen Review Board. Um, and my role within the department is to, you know, speak to the youth within the community. Um, we're looking to build trust through accountability with them. Um, we want them to know that they have rights um, 
within dealing with the police officers. Um, we want them to know policy and procedure in dealing with the police officers. Um, we want them to know levels of interactions within dealing with the police officers. And we just want to, um, you know, fix the relationship between the community and the police department. It's interesting because this is, uh, Renette, this is more of an outreach role that um, I'm, 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 what's the word I want to say? Unexpected, right? I'm, I'm not thinking of a citizen review board doing this sort of outreach. Why, um, Anthony and Raynette, was this an important piece to add to the work that you're doing? In my opinion, it was extremely important when we look to change the relationship and we look to change the opinions between the youth and police so that one day we can have a police force that is representative of the community. We have to change how the youth think about policing. So how do we do that? We have conversations to discuss their beliefs as it relates to police, how they've seen the police come in their neighborhood, how they've seen them come into their house, how they've seen them interact at schools. We have to have those open lines of communication to talk about those things mm -hmm. in order for them to be able to change the narrative. Um, and so that is a role that we believe is important um, for our community. It's important for us to make sure that the youth feel heard um, because many times we know that that's something that they feel down deep, that the adults aren't listening to them to come to spaces where they feel comfortable in order to allow them to talk about what they see, what they hear, how they feel. I love what you said, but it's not just in the interaction with the police, Anthony, that they're not feeling heard. There's a sense that this is happening throughout community. So how do you speak to that? Um, Honestly, it's just about getting out and showing um, them, you know, with them seeing me as a young African-American male, someone who grew up within the city limits, um, just how I can maintain on a day-to-day -day basis and, you know, walk through the streets and still, you know, hold my head up high and be able to, you know, have those uh, connections and positive relations within the community. So you, uh, you are you... In between that, I heard you basically saying you're a credible messenger. Yes, in so many words, yes. <laughs> That's what I heard you saying. In other words, or in, in, in straightforward words, you're familiar, you're you're you know the community is what I'm hearing you say. Yes, pretty or, much or for the most part. Said another well, why you say for the most part? Um, well, I mean for all of the part. Okay. <laughs> you know your way around the block. Yes, yes. Okay. All right. No, uh, as they would say, I'm not no spring chicken. Not no spring chicken. You know the way around the block. And you, 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 but you, but you wanted to sh have conversations with the young people around how to interact with police. And some people would say, Renette, and is that going to help? Right. Because it seems as though, and this is where the challenge comes in, right? Black and brown folk doing all the, when you're doing the right thing doesn't guarantee that your interaction is necessarily going to be positive. You hope that it is. Look, I'm not going to lie. I've had some really good positive interactions and some that were not right. So understand 
if you're black in America, that's your story, right? Period. Right. Said and done. For a lot of us, anyway. So, Renette, how do you how do you battle that cynicism around that? One day at a time, um, and one opportunity at a time, because we have to continue to build our own foundation. Um, and we know the children are our future. And mm -hmm. so when we don't focus on the youth um, and what they are feeling, what they are seeing, and um, don't give them that avenue, then they grow up to be the same disgruntled adults in many times. Mm -hmm. And so whatever their relationship was as a youth with police and their opinion of policing now transpires until that adulthood. And mm -hmm. so what we're just trying to do is take a step back and see if we can't be a catalyst for change. If we can't give them the opportunity to see it in a different way while gaining understanding and insight. And, you know, we're not going to be able to change every portion of it. We're just going to have them be more informed. And we're also going to give them the opportunity to talk to someone that they can see themselves in. And that's what I believe Anthony provides is a the ability for them to see themselves growing up into adulthood and being the change they want to see. And that's why it's important for us to take this focus right now in our community when we know the youth in our community are struggling on an all-time high as it relates to many levels. How do you how do you see it, Anthony, based on what Raynette just said? I mean I, I really don't know how to spin it in other words. I, I, I completely agree with everything that she said. Um, it's all about the youth being able to, um, you know, stop the interactions, to stop the negative interactions again, before they become adults, um, before any, know the levels of interaction before it turns fatal. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we're talking with Renette Relaford, administrator for the Citizen Review Board. I, there's a couple of little things I got to get out, and then we talk about the week, April 2nd through the 6th, hashtag CRB week. Some of your, some folks in history that were really instrumental in getting mm -hmm. this thing started will hear all about that. After the uh, uprising in the country around the George Floyd murders and the mayor committed to a series of reforms around policing, and I'm, can you update us on how any of those reforms impacted the citizen review board, especially around um, my, 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 my uh, perception is from the history, no cooperation coming and just give the fifth of uh, giving not, not cooperating. And so has, has any of the reforms resulted in better cooperation between the police and the CRB or are we right back where we started 30 years ago? So um, the reforms themselves that the executive orders that came about did not really affect change as it relates to our interaction. What effectuated change was the mayor and the police chief at the time um, when these things were happening. Mm -hmm. And we were already coming around the table to talk about the issues. Mm -hmm. um, and that would have been Chief Buckner. Mm -hmm. uh, we were already coming around the table when we were talking about the issues between the two departments and how we could build on our working relationship. Um, and it takes both of those parties in order for this to work. The mayor um, and the police chief. Um, so the police 
chief, as you know, is appointed by the mayor or chosen by the mayor. Right. So depending on what the directive is from the mayor, as it relates to the police chief, then that's how the communication starts. If the mayor has initiatives and it says, hey, you know, work with the CRB as it relates to particular aspects or let's see what's going on between that and look at the complaints that they're receiving, then the communication lines are open. When those two things are happening, it's really difficult for the CRB and everybody else to come around the table because so it starts from the top down. And so it takes everybody. We can't do anything without the other. And then the common council coming around the table as well. But again, the, the mayor directs the police chief and tells the police chief what to do. That's who the police chief uh, you know, reports to. So the common council in terms of continuing to be a support system for the CRB, budgetary time, um, coming to the meetings in which we're talking about the communication between the departments are all essential. But it's very important that the mayor and the police chief are on the same board in terms of their opinion of the work that the CRB is doing so and how much cooperation is going to happen. So where are we now? Because we have a new police chief. Technique. Well, we have a new police chief since you've been working with uh, Chief Buckner. Are you getting what you need from um, Chief Cecil and Mayor Walsh now? Uh, is that communication still the same? Is it, it you know, what, what what's the story? It's a bit different, um, to be very honest. It's a bit different, and we're still working at it. Mm -hmm. We're still working to make sure that the lines are just as open and as fluid as they were before. Um, but it's a work in progress. I mean, I've been around here for the last six years. Um, and I know where we were when I first came in in 2017. I know where we are right now in 2023. And I know where we need to be in the future. Mm -hmm. um, and it's going to take all hands on deck. It's going to continue to take the community in terms of who you appoint to the Common Council, um, who you appoint to the well, mayor's office once well, his term is over. Elect. Elect. Right. Elect. I say, and, and I say appoint in terms of you are the person who then decides yeah. that this is the person um, that you want to vote for. Right. So you choose. It's 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 about you. And first, you got to decide that this is who you want to put forth as mm -hmm. a candidate. So who are we, you know, putting forth as candidates to then be elected? So that's mm -hmm. why I kind of use those terms. But you're exactly right. They must be voted in as mayor. They must be voted in as common council. So community, your voice matters. And what legislation the CRB has to work with and the power that the CRB has comes from those elected officials that you appoint to the Common Council. And because they create the legislation and then who you appoint as mayor and who they choose to be the police chief all matter. All the parts need to work together. You know, I'm glad you mentioned I'm talking with Renette Relaford and Anthony Heard. They're from the CRB, Citizen Review, Review Board. They have a big CRB week coming up. But right now we're just talking about what the CRB does and why it's important to you. Because, you know, when when I when I see these campaigns for elected office, whether it's city council, common council, I don't see the CRB coming up as something that the community is demanding to be effective in dealing 
with these issues. So you just put the charge out, right? Because in order for these, for this agency to work in the way that you want it, the community has to demand that this be an accountable entity. Because if you, and my, again, my perception, I, 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 I'm just asking in order for this to work, the officers have to be directed to cooperate. And to my knowledge that in the 30 years, that really has not been the case because they'll say, well, we wanted to, we have our own internal processes for investigation and we are confident. <clears throat> so how then in that environment, if I'm right, or if my perception is right, can the CRB be an effective tool for the community to have these issues resolved? So first the community needs to continue to utilize the CRB. They have right. to file those complaints. File the, compl the first thing, right? First thing, file a complaint. Um, if they don't file a complaint, then one, no one knows that this interaction occurred and that someone has an issue as it relates to it. Now this complaint could be involving you or something that you saw, an interaction that you observed between a police officer and another person. You can file a complaint. Two, cooperate with the process um, and make sure that you are in touch with the CRB office. Make sure that you are providing us with as much information as possible. If you have witnesses, those witnesses. If, um, you know, when we send you out documentation, just be thorough with the process as much as we're asking you to engage with us. Um, and then what we have to do is when we don't see that the CRB is has the power that we think they should have, we need to make sure that the next election time that comes around, that we're asking those that we are seeing out here campaigning, what are your thoughts about the CRB? How do you hope to improve the CRB? Because the Common Council creates the legislation for the CRB. They get to revamp it um, or they get to leave it just the way that it is. And there's a common misconception that if you support the CRB, it means you're anti-police. I'm not anti-police at all. I'm anti-misconduct. So that just means that we want to have enough information to determine whether or not misconduct occurred. But we have to have something to go with. We have to have somebody to complain. We have to have somebody to call in and say that they have a concern about what happened on this day, on this street, and they saw an officer from the Syracuse Police Department involved in it. We're only as good as the legislation. We're only as good as the people that you elect. We're only as good as the cooperation that everybody has. Right now, we utilize our subpoena power to get the officers around the table. Um, that gets them in the room at the time of a hearing. But we still have a lot of work to do as it relates to what happens at the time of a hearing and how much they cooperate. We have made improvements as to the um, sharing of information and data between the two departments. And again, that started when Chief Buckner came um, and we sat around the table and we talked about the day-to-day -day operations between the two departments and how the communication and the documentation flows. But we still have work to do. We have a better working relationship 
but we all still have work to do. Um, the legislation has some parts of it that need to be changed in order to give us more power as they, you know, as is said and used all the time. Well, what power do you have? That's you my have question. You have no power. Right. Um, and, you know, we use what power we have, but you, the community, have the power to give us more power. Mm. You electing um, onto the common council that is willing to take on this charge, that is willing to say, okay, let's look at what the CRB is getting, what they're doing, and is it working? Is it not working? You have the power. Burnett Wellerford is the administrator for the Syracuse Citizen Review Board. And this is this is what I want people to know because it's one thing to say we've got CRB, CRB week, but it's another thing that we need to raise awareness, uh, Anthony, and that's part of what your job is, right? And Absolutely. how will you be? And because Raynette said that you're going to be in every space and every place. Talk to me about how uh, you talked earlier about the work you want to do, particularly with, with youth. But uh, what else do you see in your role? Um, just pushing the pavement. So uh, since I've started, we've been going into the community centers of parks and recs, um, giving presentations, um, playing games, um, just giving all the information we can regarding our department's mission to the youth of the community. Um, pretty soon we'll be starting with the boys and girls clubs um, of the city. And just any event that we can be a part of, we'll, we will be there to give our information. How do you see I yourself? want to point oh. out that Anthony's role is for the youth because right now that's our focus. Okay. Uh, we look to, in the next budgeting season, to hire another community engagement person that's going to assist Anthony in other areas, in other aspects. But, but, uh, this, but this is specifically for youth engagement. Correct. Anthony yeah. is specific for youth engagement because we see what's happening. We want to be able to flood more people to the SPD's cadet program, but we can't do that if we don't fix the relationship between the youth and the police. Nobody's going to want to go into that cadet program um, if they still have this perspective um, about their interactions that they're having with the police. Anthony, how, and how do you see yourself working with the uh... PAL and and what that how that might enhance the work that you're doing. I don't know if I'm for sure who the PAL is. Oh, um, Police Athletic League. Mm -hmm. Um, so currently the Police Athletic League and ourselves are kind of working on separate paths, in a sense. Um, so, um, they have their focus, and we're hoping to get in there with them and hopefully have an opportunity to speak to those youth. Uh, but right now the missions are a little bit differently. Um, mm -hmm. so we don't really cross paths, um, as much. Um, and we're, we're, and again, it's about perception. Um, it's about what you perceive the CRB is going to say, yeah. um, while we're still trying to garner support by the police department. Yeah. But what we want to, to stop is the deja vu kind of thing. Or the situation for which it's taboo to say SPD and CRB and see them in the same room working in connection with one another. We're not against each other. We are really working for the same goal. We are working to build that relationship because we know that it's a win-win. When the police department um, has a good rapport with the community, 
then they get assistance as it relates. And how do you get that? You get that when you have a community that feels like if they have any concerns as it relates to the police, they have an avenue to seek redress. That's what the CRB provides. So that if in fact they are cooperating with the police in a particular manner and they feel like they're being handled poorly or they don't understand the processes, they have some place to go. So an empowered CRB is a win-win for both the community and the police department. And we need to continue to frame that narrative correctly because it should not be taboo and we should not be adversarial. We should be working all to the same goal because you don't want uh, officers in your department that are tarnishing your relationship with the police, with the community. We don't want officers in your department that is tarnishing your relationship with the community because we know it takes both of us to police our city. The police who get paid to do it and the community who do it because the pay is in the community that they create. Well, here's what I'm saying. I'm saying that if Anthony's job is to engage with the youth to create positive relationships with the police. And the goal of the PAL is to engage with the community and create positive <laughs> relationships with the police. It would seem to me that him and Jimmy need to have a conversation. So I'm hoping that this conversation is the bridge to that conversation. Absolutely. That's what I'm hoping. Unless somebody telling Jimmy not to talk to this brother, I feel like Y'all got youth. He got youth. This should be some. This should be some conversations happening, Raynette. That's that's. It just seemed logical to me. So you know, I understand, and we know sometimes what makes sense to us doesn't make sense to everybody, and well, there's nothing at all. That's a well. Then for those listening and watching, ask that question. Why is it that you have a community engagement specialist that's working with you to create positive? create positive opportunities to interact with the police and you have a community engagement specialist with the police working with you trying to do the same thing in my view uh yeah. tell me i'm wrong I, i'm okay to be wrong about that but no as i say it's a, it's a work in progress we 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 see it similarly we've yes. reached out and we've said hey you know can we have the opportunity to come in at that point in time but again it's changing the narrative over there, not uh -huh. changing the narrative over here. Okay. It's changing the narrative so you understand our role and the importance of us being on the same page. All right. If it's all for the youth, there should be no issue. At least that piece of it, <laughs> right? I, yes. I, okay. I, you know, so guess what? 30 years ago. Yes. <laughs> the Siri, the Citizen Review Board was created in Syracuse. CRB Week is coming up April 2nd through the 6th. And there will be a number of different events happening during hashtag CRB Week. What will be going on, Raynette? So um, on April the 2nd, we are going to acknowledge the work that Hops Memorial CME Church um, has done as it related to the open place for people to talk about policing. Back in the day, um, when Larry Howard was the pastor, he opened up those Gloria doors Kilpatrick. and had people um, 
there to talk about that and to feel that they had a open forum to talk about the issues that they were having with the police. So we'll start there um, at, uh, at 1030 in the morning and hopefully the proclamation will be there and um, to kick off CRB week. Then on April the 5th, uh, which is the actual day in which the CRB's legislation was signed back in 1993, we're gonna do a march from Dunbar Center Dunbar Center was an instrumentative place in which people were able to talk policing and other community issues. Um, and so we're gonna acknowledge them. We're gonna walk from Dunbar down to City Hall. Um, and then on the steps of City Hall, we're gonna have Charles Anderson. I call him the Godfather. Yes. And we're gonna have him to come and give a reenactment of a portion of the speech that he signed, that he read on the steps of City Hall back in 1993 to kick off the beginning of the CRB. Then in the evening, the Nancy Cantor Warehouse um, at 5.30 p.m. and we'll have a silent display in which you'll be able to see some policing issues and some instrumental figures um, that were a part of the CRB creation. Um, and then we'll have some speakers. We'll have the Godfather to come back. Uh, we'll have Nancy Keith Rose. We'll have Alan Rosenthal. We'll have Felicia Pitts Davis. We'll have Assemblywoman <clears throat> Pamela Hunter. And we Felicia, will have Felicia Pitts Davis was like the was the first administrator. That is correct. Yeah. We will have um, some previous administrator administrators, David Chaplin, um, Joey Lapari, and everybody will have about three minutes to talk about you know their role. Um, in creating the CRB. Then we're gonna talk about the past, the present and the future. And we're gonna charge you to, to be the future that we wanna see in the CRB. And then mm -hmm. the last but not least, we'll have our regular monthly meeting and we'll, mm -hmm. we'll talk about what the CRB had been doing uh, in the whole month of March um, as it relates to cases, as it relates to community engagement. So we hope to see you there because guess what? It takes all of us to make CRB week be what it's going to be and for CRB to be what it's gonna be. And what CRB is gonna be in your view is to be what? It is going to be better than it has been, um, <laughs> first off. Meaning well, more power than what we've had over the years, more cooperation right. and what we've had over and, the years. And, and, Changes in legislation. Okay. Changes in... Um, what what power do you want right now, like that you don't have? What is the power that you're seeking as a CRB? Ooh, I don't know if I can put that in the words. Um, we want everything, but uh, we really want. Um, but, but what want don't you have now, specifically? Right. What don't you have now that, and what is the power you're looking to get? So, in other words, if the if the council moves this then we can do this. Right, so we want unfettered access to body-worn camera footage uh, as okay. it relates to our cases. You don't we have it now. You don't have, don't have that now. Next. We do get body-worn camera, but it's un it's not unfettered, which okay. means that we would go into evidence.com ourselves and pull the body-worn camera that we feel is necessary as it relates to cases. We Next. are getting the footage now, but the police department provides it. So that's one of the things, unfettered access. We would also want it to be that the police department has to implement 
the policy and training recommendations that the CRB makes. Okay. They have to do it. Right now, it, it, it comes it's a with very, some It's caveat. a suggestion. It's a suggestion. Right, now, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. But but it's, there's no enforcement mechanism built in to make the policy recommendation stick and then have a report back as to what was the impact of the policy recommendation or change. Got it. Next. Right. We, we, let's, we, let's... Want we want true responses as it relates to our findings letters. In our findings letters, you're supposed to tell us why you agree or disagree with the findings of the CRB. We want they... you to be specific as to what it is, not regurgitate what you, you wrote in the ops report, um, which is the Office of Professional Standards Report, not regurgitate that, but we want you to tell us why you did not sustain a finding that the CRB sustained. Okay. Um, and I'm sure the PBA has a role in all of this. And how how the Police Benevolent Association, which is the police union, have y'all ever had a relationship? So we've had a relationship in which I talk to them. Um, I, you know, I don't have problems meeting with them and letting them know what's going on. Um, it's a combination of what's in the contract um, that instructs the police department they have to do, but it's also about the working relationship between the two people. Um, so we've built, um, we've built some things. Uh, some things have kind of uh, worked, some things have not. Um, the PBA is always going to do what they feel is best for their members. And Which I'm always going job. to do what I feel is best for the community. So we may not see eye to eye in many occasions. Um, and that's okay. As long as we agree to be heard by one another and you understand where the community is, um, where the community's perspective is, and you try to, um, diminish the amount of the us versus them mentality that is spread sometimes throughout the police department. We're not a us versus them. We are us all working together to police our city, to rid our city of crime, to rid our city of criminals, um, activity and things of that nature. We all want, you know, murderers to be caught. We all right. want, you know, accountability and transparency. So we right. just need to figure out the best mechanism to work together. All right. So a couple of things occur, occur to me, Anthony, how do you see yourself in all of this? <laughs> um, I see myself being, you know, the face for the youth of the citizen review board. Um, I want everyone to be able to uh, see that there is hope in, you know, dealing with the Syracuse police department um, yeah. that we can see change fairly soon. Mm -hmm. Um, just, we want, we want our message and our mission to get to everyone that we can. And, and, and so Renette, when I finally, or maybe two more things I wanted to ask you, what, are, what can, what success, well, let me start with what is the, how do you feel about the police community relations right now? There's been a couple of incidents over the past few months, the most recent incident uh, having to do with, uh, I mean, there were some officers who were shot at. Yes, we got to acknowledge that. Also, but there was also a police action in Armory Square uh, with a young lady. And we're still investigating that, right? We haven't received a full reporting on that. Although the police did do a video presentation um, that showed uh, that interaction. And it made me think, 
so 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 what about police community relations and this latest incident? I mean, was did you did you receive a complaint about that incident? So the CRB does not talk about individual complaints. Um, and that is because it takes so much for people to feel comfortable to come mm -hmm. to the CRB. They're often um, scared about what the community is going to think about them filing a complaint. Uh, what are they going to perceive that to be? Um, so, so we don't talk about cases, uh, individual cases, but we talk in general. So okay. in general, I believe that the police community relations um, is the same that it has always been. It's still been strained. I mean, some pockets of town, uh, sides of the town are going to still feel that they are over-policed and handled roughly by officers. Some other places are going to feel as if they never get police there. So we have the over-police, the under-police, and then we have the people that are stuck in the middle. So I don't believe currently that we have really, when we're talking about the interactions between the community and the police, we have um, we've been pushing it here and push it back there, but we are instanced, instanced away from situations that are going to rock this town in more ways than one. Just when you see, if you can see what I could see. Um, in well, terms give us of a window just, into your world. Give us a window to your I world. I mean, just the interactions between how everyone is talking to one another. Well, the police yeah. is talking to the community. The community is talking to the police. We have a lot of work to do. Let me let me ask you about that because you know, yeah. knowing what we know about police community relations and conversations that need to be had and so forth and so on. There's situations that can be escalated very easily, mm -hmm. and they can because the officers are supposedly trained to de-escalate. Okay. At the same time, we knowing what we know about our relationships with the community, and this is where I think Anthony comes in, there's also got to be a way that we understand that interaction to go, right? Right. In order for it not to escalate. In other words, look, we're old school. I'm a senior citizen, an elder, if you will, in the community. So I've been around the block. I understand. I know what I got to do, right? To at least I have a perception of that. And so, but we're, I'm just concerned that people aren't understanding that there's a way that you got to get out of that situation as opposed to creating more opportunity for, for police interaction. That's not going to be pleasant. What I, what I will say is this, we could try our best to tell the youth or even you, George, what you should do in order to make it out of a situation safely. What we perceive to be how you could respond to what the officer is given with your body language and your words. And that still doesn't mean that it's gonna come out that way because it takes two to tango. It's right. gonna take both parties seeing each other as individuals seeing each other as citizens, recognizing that everybody has rights and how we then choose to exercise our rights. One, the community member and two, the police officer. So even if we give these youth- All the tools in the world. All the tools in the world, depending uh, uh, on what officer they get, 
Right. And what else is going on is going to determine so, how this interaction so, is going to go. Because the police narrative is, if you just comply with what I said, blah, 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 blah. But what you're saying is, that's not how everybody come to the table. That's Correct. that's what's implied in what you're saying. Okay. I know what they believe that there's want to happen, but what you're saying, what actually happens mm -hmm. is, is dependent. Correct. And so I don't want people to think, and we are not spinning that narrative that if you do exactly what Anthony right. tells it, you to do or that I do, that is going to make you come home without injury or, you know, without being arrested or anything, because again, it's going to people's perception is their reality. Well, I'm really hearing you say black folk don't have that wiggle room. That's what I'm hearing you say. Oh, I know you ain't trying to say that, but that's what I'm hearing. Maybe I, maybe I just I have to keep it real. I, I can give you everything, but depending on who you receive at the time that that interaction takes place, you can use all the sirs, all the ma'ams, and you can think that you're asking the appropriate questions in terms of your level of interaction. And trying to determine and that don't guarantee it, but that doesn't guarantee mm. anything. And that's and 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 when you say that to the police chief, he says what? Well, Raynette, we got to look at the totality of the circumstances, and I'm yeah. saying I am the totality of the circumstances, and I'm trying to create a you know I'm trying to empower and help to effectuate a changed interaction. So if I'm coming to you in a particular way and I, I'm doing my best and I'm giving you my yes, sir, my yes, ma'am, my my whatever, and, and I'm still getting talked to like I'm smaller than your left shoe. Ooh. At some point in time, my my I'm going to change. I'm going to start to mirror what I'm seeing because it's not being reciprocated. Mm. As we say, treat others the way you want to be treated. If you want to be dignity and respect, police like you want the community to show you dignity and respect. It can't be one-sided. I tell the police when I talk to them during the cadet, during their um, orientation, when they're still in their training, I tell them, treat the community the way you would want your cousin, your uncle, your wife, your grandmother to be treated. And everybody wants to come home safe. This child wants to come home safe. This man, this woman wants to come home safe. But we have to be able to have some of control. And just because you walk somewhere with a badge and a gun does not demand respect in every neighborhood. Because in some neighborhoods, respect is earned. And so what are you doing in that neighborhood to earn their respect? When you travel through that neighborhood, if some little kid waves, are you waving back? If, are you getting out of the car to talk? What are you doing to change that perspective in that neighborhood? Or how are you coming through? Haven't they told you that before? How are you coming through? How are you coming in the door? How are you doing that? Because people feel that. People feel what you're giving them and they know whether or not you're treating them with respect and dignity or not. And so if you want that, you got to give it. And, you know, we got to stop fronting.
<laughs> Renette Relaford, 30 years of the Citizen Review Board here in Syracuse, New York. April 2nd through the 6th, kicking off at Hop CME Church on April the 2nd, which is a Saturday. It's a Sunday. Or oh, is it Saturday or is it Sunday? It's a Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, I was going to say, I know it's a Sunday. April 2nd at 1030. And then uh, it's uh, you can go to at CRB, at Syracuse CRB on Facebook and Instagram. And you can also uh, watch, when you're watching this video, you can look at the link below. We'll have that all of that there for you. And of course, if we're anywhere you get a podcast. Did you want to say something, Anthony? You oh, really? I just have a little flyer in case um, anyone can't. You can't can. see it. You can't see it. Okay. But... <laughs> but uh we'll have it we'll have it in the link when we when you watch this uh again april 2nd through the 6th um and it's the 30th anniversary recognition of the citizen review board of syracuse building yeah, i'm trust. not comfortable using the word celebration because I, we, yeah, we, yeah. we are not in we're not in the position to be celebrating we're acknowledging we have been around for seven for 30 years um, and let's see what the next 30 years are going to uh, bring us. But as of right now, we are just on your behalf, the community to do the us to get the work done. Um, so you said you are counting on the community to do what? To come out and support. We are counting on you to come out and support CRB Week. Come march with us. Come show the community that you believe in the CRB and the work that they're trying to do um, and that you're ready to hold people accountable for not giving the CRB what you think they need. Um, come and be a part of this uh, so that we can push for more because we're not where we need to be CRB, in no shape or form. CRB week, April 2nd through the 6th, kicking off at Hop CME Church, 1030, um, 11... 10 South State Street. Uh, for more information, people can find you online, right? At Syracuse yes. CRB on Facebook yes. and Instagram. Is there a phone number they can call? 315-448-8750. And how do you file a complaint if you need to? Um, you can file it electronically online. We have the ability for you to submit it online now, in person, and also by mail. Um, and, so check us out. And how anonymous is my complaint going to be held at the CRB? So we uh, we will not share the complaint with the public. Uh, we to share it with the police department in order for the police to know that a complaint came in. And so that then we can get the proper investigation rolling. Uh, but we will not share it with the community. Um, that is your job if that's what you want to do. But we will keep it um, as anonymous can in terms of not sharing it because we know that it takes a lot. All right. That's Raynette Relaford. She is the administrator for the <laughs> Syracuse Citizen Review Board. Anthony Hurd is the community engagement specialist specifically working with youth. CRB week, April 2nd through the 6th. 315-443? No. 448. 448-8750. 448-8750. Area code 315. Raynette. And Anthony, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Till the next time, George. Mm -hmm. I'll come back again and we can talk a little bit more. Inspiration for the nation. <laughs>